0: There ain't no horses running around the Kairos anymore, but that has been a football club here since 1864, trying to do the town or city proud, laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground
1: well actually i guess this is our version of an emergency pod because everybody else is throwing out emergency podcasts today i don't know if you've noticed everyone's having an emergency emergency pod yeah. uh, so i'm very grateful to my brother from across the pond uh, to uh, interrupt his work day uh, to come and discuss well a, a few things but we'll start with uh, we'll start with the the breaking news i guess that uh, Yes. fuzzy has gone. So you were just saying that it was early hours of the morning when you kind of first got wind yeah. and rumours across there, yeah?
2: It was. Um, I told you before we came on, I, I I went to bed pretty early last night. I woke up at like 1.30 this morning, central time in the U.S., like 1.30 a.m. Uh, for no reason. Couldn't fall back asleep, so just started, you know, scrolling through Rex and Twitter as we, as we do at all times <laughs> of the day and evening. And then... About an hour and a half later, 3 a.m. my time, somewhere around there. About 9 a.m. over there in Wales. Um, the uh, the rumors started to slowly but surely creep onto uh, the some social media and, and you know, the WhatsApp groups and those types of things. So yeah. very unexpected news today, I think. So
1: I'll touch on that briefly, right? I I know... Next to nothing. You know more than me about what goes on at Wrexham Football Club, Michael. Uh, you have inroads with the uh, owners, etc. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, obviously. I know they're yeah. not messaging you. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was really referring to the uh, to the trip. Yeah. Um, however, I will say this, right? On the 9th of August... I don't, I don't know if I've shared this with you, to be honest. I'm not sure what, uh, uh, I've not shared it with uh, lots and lots of people. Uh, but on the 9th of August... I had a message off somebody who shall remain... So that's, what is it now? That's a couple of weeks ago. And there's makes no odds, right? Yeah,
2: two weeks
1: ago. I heard the club ain't happy about Ben. Uh, we were actually talking about the signer. they just signed the... Uh, was it the Irish keeper at the time? Yeah. I think it's it just... Age ain't on the side of any of the keepers. This lad's got potential. And obviously Rob's very injury prone. And then a second later he wrote... I can see a parting of the ways. Now that could be totally coincidental.
2: Um,
1: So you were saying you were shocked. I'd had that message off somebody who was like like out of the blue, like somebody I don't really talk to very much, not in DMs. So for me, and somebody who, when you know, when you follow people on Twitter, it wasn't somebody who ever talks BS. It's somebody who's quite sensible. So, so that to me was there was a seed in my mind. Um, Like then there has been thinking, oh, I wonder what's gone on there then, really. Um, Because I hadn't heard anything. I don't know whether you had of him, you know, any other hassle behind the scenes or what had been going on. Um, No,
2: I I, I hadn't been told anything, you know, on social media or anything like that. Um, I think it was, I don't want to say public knowledge, because it was still... You know, you're not going to get club confirmation that our starting keeper came back from the U.S. tour 48 hours before yeah. the before the Dons match. But that was kind of talked about a lot um, and, and kind of, I guess, um, officially rumored about on, on Twitter and things like that. But, um, you know, it, it, at that point, when you're talking about him coming back from, from the U.S. tour late and those types of things, you're you're playing the speculation game at best because we don't know why he came back. If it was a extended vacation, if it was a family thing, if it was personal business, those types of things. Or at least I don't know.
1: Yeah, he did say on a video actually. He did uh, he put out because he puts out videos on uh, Spotify. Yeah. Uh, I think he must have some sort of uh, uh, co- uh, content agreement, some exclusivity agreement, because the majority of his his full length videos go on Spotify. And he was doing something with I think it was with Nike and with the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So they stayed out there doing a bit of filming. So um, he, he has publicly said yeah, that, you know, that he must have had permission for that, wasn't he? Yeah, um, absolutely,
2: absolutely.
1: But yeah, but I think, I think, so, I mean, so obviously he's had a wonderful little spell, two wonderful little spells with us. Um, and I guess everybody would wish him well, wouldn't they? Because he's such a nice, such a nice guy, to be fair. Absolutely. And he really, really helped promote the club which I'm sure everybody uh, at the club appreciated, you know, with his vlogs and all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, um, but I got worried. So I very publicly stated on the podcast at the time that, uh, that I wasn't for him signing on and <laughs> staying. Um, I was of the, the, the school of thought that I would get a younger keeper, somebody who could stay with us, let's run with that. But I understood why the club would stick with him. Um uh, I, I got that. I could see that. Um, what was your, what was your, I mean, were you part of Super Ben Foster stays? What was your gut feeling at the time?
2: I was surprised that we didn't bring in a younger keeper earlier than we did. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously um, we, we, we just brought in uh, Luke McNicholas when he signed yeah. two, two and a half, two and a half weeks ago at this point, somewhere around there, three weeks ago um and then brought in uh was it hall yeah the, the other young keeper yeah so you know i was a little surprised um that maybe we didn't bring one in earlier um yeah. than than we did but again when, when you're looking at recruiting and signing and those types of things you've got to sign the right one you don't you don't knee-jerk react thankfully anymore we're not in a position to do that and we haven't been yeah um, again we 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 may very well be in slightly a position to knee jerk react right now to sign a, um, you know, a, a keeper um, that can compete with Howard and obviously Layton's injured and those types of things. So to answer the question about Foster, I'm not, I'm not surprised that he resigned. Yeah. Um, it, it's I'm surprised, I guess now that he has decided to retire how many people um and I don't even disagree with it necessarily. I'm just I'm surprised at how many people at this point have said that he should have gone out on a high and he should have okay, um, yeah, not yeah. resigned and yeah, just yeah. called it a career um, after after promotion and things like that. So I didn't I didn't expect to see so many people say that he should have you know gone on a high and and those yeah. types of things. yeah yeah yeah. And and again, I think it's hindsight as well now because yep. the season, he's not, you know, he's definitely not um, showing Set. his best form in his career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so it's one of those things, um, you know. And some of the people that have said that are friends of mine, and we just never, I've never heard them talk about that before. I've never, you know, seen yeah, yeah, yeah. those types of things on social media and, and Rex and Twitter and those types of things. So, um, not not surprised that he resigned. Um, a little surprised, obviously. The news came today that you know after a handful of league matches he's going to yeah. come to the career
1: again i think that's the key that so that's the key point for me i think what i thought now he's made the decision that'll be it yeah. certainly for a season i thought that would be that would that would be it so a little bit surprised obviously that uh, that it's come as it has um he seems in that message that he's put out he's put his hands up and kind of says he can't get to the levels that he wants to be at and he thinks that the club expect him to be at. That seems genuine, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Uh, That's quite a hard thing and quite humbling because that's quite a hard thing to say when you've been a very, very good level goalkeeper. I think he's got the most saves in the Premier League history. Uh, I could be wrong. But that's quite a hard thing to have to say, isn't it? Uh, You know, to be that humble, to say that.
2: Yes, and, and I think uh, I've heard a couple of other people say this as well, but it just goes to show you know, the, the mark of the man and what kind of person he is and what kind of you know, professional athlete he is to have to say, hey, I had to do some, some very serious soul searching um, over the last couple of days and I'm not what I think I should be. I'm not doing a yeah. service to the, to the fans, to the club, to the history of the, of the club and those types of things um, by, being, by being here anymore. And, you know, I've got a lot of time for that. I I thought that was um, a pretty strong move on his part and showed a lot of his character, a lot of his professionalism. And then the other side of that coin is, you know, a lot of people are saying this morning after the announcement was made, well, why didn't he decide that back in the summer? There's also a part of you as an athlete and as a competitor where you don't want to call it a day because yep. you believe you can still do it at a very high level. Now we move up a league. We're going from, uh, as our friend Joe on Twitter likes to say, postmen and plumbers. Yeah. And now we're playing full time, you know, league football again uh, against you know fully professional clubs essentially. So um, the 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 step up. I, I don't think that the step up in leagues had as much to do with this decision, especially. Um, as some of our friends and other fan bases are, are trying yeah, to say this correct morning after the announcement was yeah, made. Yeah, great but point. Um, his age. Um, obviously, th- there's a, a decrease in athleticism and and pace, speed, whatever you want to call it, however you want to frame it. Um, and again, he, he's you know in his 40s now, and you're just not going to be able to move like you used to. It's 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 one of those to where um, as a competitor, I understand uh, you know as a athlete as a coach whatever I understand how hard it is to call it a day yeah um, but I've got a lot of time for him uh, the way he did it this morning and said very bluntly hey I can't do what I used to do anymore and I've also and then we may touch on this in a second not trying to put the cart before the horse but I've got even more time for the fact that he did it before the transfer window closed (laughs) yeah that way we have almost two weeks to go out and find um Either someone alone, or or make another signing who could be um, sort of a, a keeper of the future as well, or at least a, a temporary stopgap for the rest of this season.
1: Yeah, we will we, we will come on to that. Um, I uh, I so yeah I I mean basically you have to admit that you it's hard to admit that you can't reach the levels that you once oh, yeah. were so easy for you. So that's oh, yeah. that's the issue, isn't it? That's the oh, dilemma yeah. and why. Some players uh, do give up on it, and they know because their body basically breaks down on them before the head realizes. Yeah. Um, in this case, I'm not sure his body had broken down as such. Um, and I, actually, it's quite interesting that uh, he took a lot of stick from the tech end on uh, Saturday, believe it or not. Um, and they weren't all his fault. You know, th- you're only talking on Saturday about one or two of them goals in probably you know, having a chat, a sniff at the rest of them, sure. you know, there was some sure. big errors before that, that, uh, you yeah. know, yeah. but, no, uh, but <laughs> yeah,
2: that's, and that's a whole, that's a whole other conversation and we may get to that as well. Um, yeah. There are, there are a couple of those that, again, as he said this morning, there are definitely out of the 13 goals that have been put past us. Um, up to this point in the season, there are several that he felt like he should have saved. Yep. That Even within a matter of a year and a half, two years ago, he might have got a hand or a foot or a head or a chest or whatever on and kept it out of the goal mouth. And unfortunately, um, you know, he just feels like he's not at that point anymore. And again, I, I some of those same fans on the tech end, rightly so, um, had those opinions Saturday after after we got five put fast, or put past us again
1: the thing that worried me I will we will we'll, we'll go on to a bit of speculation in a second about where we go next and what happens but yeah. the thing the thing that, that worried me was that in my head I like everybody to be focused full time on wrexham and the fact that he was only training a couple of two to three days a week yeah. um and then he, in the summer he obviously he added to his youtube channel with the the golf channel i think obviously his yeah. his plan was to create more even more content yeah. and that's when i thought i'd just rather we had a goalkeeper that trains every day with these you know with us you know what i mean sure. uh, so that was that was that was the concern for me um, more than anything but uh, you know the flip side is that people were saying to me but he's 40 year old. he knows what he needs. If he only needs two or three days training, then that's all you give him. And I'm like, okay, that's your opinion, that's fine. Just yeah. that wasn't my opinion.
2: Of course. Yeah, um, it's one of those to where, you know, I, I used to say this all the time as a coach myself, that you know your body better than we do. And when you're playing at a high level like Foster has for the last, I mean, you know, again, 40 years old now for, for you know- 20 years, really? Yeah, 20, 20, 20 years at this point. Um you you you're going to have that experience and that professionalism that says, I fill off form, I need to practice more, my body's wearing down, I need to back off in training and those types of things. So I understand the aspect of hopefully this is where he was coming from. Again, speculation game. I'm playing here a little bit, but you hope it's one of those things where as a paid professional and and as a starting keeper for a league two side, that it's one of those things where you're saying, Hey. You know, I, I feel, um, you know, body's starting to wear down a little bit, even though we're only a couple of games into the season, or, you know, I'm just older and I can't train every day and those types of things. Um, again, speculation to a degree. Uh, I'm going to assume that it was, was you know, those types of decisions. Um, again, I, I completely understand where you and a lot of other fans are coming from to where they wanted a, you know, five-day-a-week, match-day, full-time goalkeeper that was at training every day with the boys and those types of things. I understand that completely as well.
1: Yeah. So, um, obviously, it was con- so the club have confirmed it. There's been lots of nice posts for him today. Um, and I guess elite sport sort of doesn't remember people for too long. We're already now into sort of, well, what we're going to do on Saturday mode. And, you know, we've got two weeks left of the transfer window. Yeah. So... That's something that's really interesting for, for people who might not realise that in the National League, we had to adhere to transfer windows. In the yeah. last season, we didn't because none of the other clubs had to adhere to transfer windows and Sean Harvey got us out of that. Uh, he got us an exemption, which um, yeah. really helped us last year in reality. Um, but we're back into transfer window mode now. So, you know, we've, we, we, we've got two weeks to get in another goalkeeper if that's what we think we're going to do. So, what's your, what's your general take on it? Are you like Mark Howard will be fine because he came down, he dropped down to come to us, was player of the season, he'll be fine? Or are you in the mode of, well, I think we should be looking? Um, you know, Leighton, again, we, there's nothing official, but as far as we know, speculation is Leighton's injured, isn't it? Um, that was the speculation before we signed um, the um, the, uh, the Irish uh, Wonder Keeper. I have no doubt he's going to be turning to the next uh, Donna Rummer, but you know, uh, McNichols. But what? What's your gut feeling? What was? What were you thinking once it was kind of confirmed?
2: Yeah, um, two things. Saturday, I think it's it's a big ask. It's a it's a very very big ask uh, for for McNichols to be thrown in. Yeah, immediately yeah. to a side that he's had three Rinks. weeks at best training yeah. with. Um, doesn't know the defense, um, obviously, as well as somebody like Mark Howard, who's been yeah. with us for, for two seasons now and, and you know has the experience and those types of things. The other issue, uh, well, to your second question about do we have to find someone else, we, I think at this point, yes, we have to bring somebody in, uh, yeah. whether it's a loan, again, like I said earlier, whether it's a signing. Um, we have, you know, we've got Howard. Leighton's injured, so if something happens to Mark Howard Saturday against Barrow, yeah. Now we've got the two young keepers and no one else. Yeah, you know, we're, we're one ball, one twisted ankle, one red card, one, exactly. Um, from you know playing one of those young keepers, regardless, I think, you know, by assumptions and again speculation and and where he came from. Um, that McNicholas would probably be the next man up. Yeah. But I, I, think it's inevitable that um, it, it, you know before the transfer window closes, I think it's almost an inevitability at this point that that Parky will have to bring somebody else into the club.
1: The reason I ask is that um, Mark Howard actually has quite a vociferous voice. What's the word? Loud uh, fan club, uh, who will tell you that he is more than good enough. He was the goalkeeper for the majority of last season, two Absolutely. thirds, three quarters, What three quarters, really. Um, um, which I, I hear and I hear that argument. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, but yet still, Phil Parkinson decided to go out and get a different keeper for the running because clearly he didn't trust him. Um, And obviously before that point, so that that came at the, do you remember the mistake at Maidenhead where he came running out? Oh yeah. That was the, that was the, that was the, that was the turning point really. Uh, Before that, there was lots of examples of him being, of his age showing really, slow to get, everything you could start to, to label at Foster, slow to get down, couldn't reach shots in corners. Um, I'm not sure he ever recovered from the opening day at Eastleigh where he came and missed a punch, conceded a goal, and we needed Elliot Lee to bail us out. Um, I'm not sure he ever got comfortable enough after that. Um, sure. uh, it was tough for people to give him a chance. But yeah. those people are adamant that Mark Howard is the man and we don't need to go out and get anybody. Um, whereas I'm of a diff- I am of a different... Uh, you know, I, I, I think they'll go out to get, and I think they'll go out to get a number one. I don't think they'll go out to get a I backup to Howard. I, I think, think they're going to go out and get a number one. Yeah. Don't know that, but that's that's my gut feeling. And I think that would be the right thing to do.
2: Yeah. So as a manager, as a coach, it is your job in recruitment to find and coach better than what you have currently. Yep. Because that is going to make improve. the entire club better, especially when you're looking at a position like keeper. Yeah. My other point, Matt, that that you know I've kind of been thinking about all morning since this since it was officially released that Foster was retired again is that if if Parky or even the fans, you know, we like to have our opinions and, and give our shouts and those types of things, but if Coach Parky can't a hundred percent say that take the five from swindon right yep. the five that got past foster and swindon a couple of those likely nothing he could have done about them Yeah, one or two he said himself that could have got a foot on it could have got a hand on it yeah yep. well done in the past but if coach parkey or us fans can't say a hundred percent howard would have saved some of those we have to go out and find someone else yeah. Or then we're just, we're, we're falling out of a basement window. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. 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 Because if yeah. you can't say Mark Howard would have saved two of those goals, yeah. and I know we're just doing basic math here. The game would have been different. The goal differential would have been different. The outcome uh, yeah. would have obviously been different. It's not just it. as simple as Howard would have saved two. We win 5-3. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Everything exactly. changes, doesn't it? Yeah. It may have been 4-2, 4-3, whatever. <laughs> but the point being is that if we can't say, and Coach Parkey and the management can't say, Mark Howard would have saved. One hundred percent, he would have saved at least one or two of those goals. We have to go out and find somebody different, or we just have to play McNicholas, throw him to the fire, and see what we have there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's such an important. I was trying to, um, I was trying to get my head around um, if there was a similar position in NFL, the the the, the goalkeeper, um, but I couldn't, I couldn't settle on anything. I couldn't settle on one, to be honest. I was, uh, I was struggling for one. Um, uh, you, but you're maybe, more knowledgeable maybe, than maybe,
2: me. Yeah, maybe kicker. Um,
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just a different breed, and you only have – I mean, hell, we've got 19 keepers in the club now, but, you know, most most um, most NFL teams are going to have a kicker, you're going to have a punter, and then you're going to have an emergency that's like, a you know, somebody that kicked in college, like a receiver or somebody kind of random that does it once a week. Went to a
1: camp one summer.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah. yeah,
1: it's so important. If you want to compete, you've got to have those top goalkeepers. Yep.
2: Um.
1: So uh, you know they, they are the last line. They it makes such a difference. They're um. You know they they they're really important. So it's gonna be re- it'll be really interesting. So it's it it's been it's really early after the announcement, really. Uh, so obviously at the moment fans are putting names out there, etc. The one thing I'm pretty sure of, and I did post this on Twitter before, the man that we'll probably turn to. Um, is the man that actually got us Ben Foster. So um, I don't know if you're aware of this guy. Richard Lee, his name is. Do you know who he is? He's
2: the uh, the agent.
1: Yeah, so he's basically, he was an ex-player himself and he played for years with Fozzie at Watford. And then when he retired, he became an agent and has become the sort of de facto goalkeeper agent. You know, most agents will take any player, but he decided to really focus on goalkeeping because he understood goalkeepers and he knows what it's like to be a goalkeeper at 18 and at 40. Yeah. So he's got. He's, so he's really good at sort of you know getting people. He's like, no, you're not good enough for that yet. Go on loan here. You. you know he's really he's, he's, he's sound. So yeah. I suspect that we've had a telephone call with him today to say, well, you know, as you know, because he's he's, he's Fosse's agent, as you know, Ben's gone. What else you got? Um, so it will be really interesting to see who he's got and what what sort of comes from those conversations. Yeah. Um, the outcry has come from somebody you would have heard of. But wouldn't really know. I'm guessing in uh, uh, the 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 name Danny Ward. Um,
2: he's up at, at
1: Leicester. Yeah, right. So, uh, but I'm sure come you've on, seen it.
2: Come on, Matt. Come All right, on,
1: but man. but yeah, I, but I so I, I you know I, he, remember he wasn't here when you yes. uh, when, you know that. Yes, so I'm trying to be, I'm trying yes. to be trying to be polite here and saying I, know, I don't I expect you, you I, to I, know. I'm
2: just kidding. I know what you mean. Yes, um, that would be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that would be a, a hell of a get, but uh, the reality, uh, you know difficult yeah, yeah so the, yeah. The, yeah.
1: the the issue is that obviously so he was he never played a game for us came up through our academy basically got sold on and really his career went like that you, you know um but um his name comes up every time we need a goalkeeper his name comes up but like you pointed out at this time last year he was starting at leicester in the premier league um and he plays for wales um so he's got international ambitions which i'm not sure um, that you can fulfill if you're playing for a league two club. I don't know what the, you know, I don't know what the, the, the international manager would say. Um, but his name comes up, um, all the time. And that's the one that's, that's the one that's come up in the comments today. Um, uh, uh and you know, in my DMs, it's like, you know, don't rule out Danny Ward was the message that I had off somebody. Um, so, uh, you know, that's the that's the, that would be the dream, I guess, for lots of people. Yeah. I just think, I just think, we don't have to clamber after goalkeepers that have only ever played for well, not that he played for us, but you know what I mean. That yeah. are from that have been at Wrexham. Yeah. Yeah. There are other goalkeepers out there. Um, let's go and you know, let's go and do something. I don't think we have to clamber all the time after players who used to play for us or were at our club. Um, I don't know. What else have you seen?
2: Any other names or anything else? No, this early. Um... Danny Ward, you know, pictures, pictures of a young, spry Danny Ward popping in up. a Rexham
1: shirt, yeah,
2: yeah, popping up all over and Twitter. Um, no, I've not, uh, I've not seen anybody, nothing, no, no names, no other pictures, um, anything that you know could be considered somewhat a possibility or credible, even, even with somebody like Danny Ward who would be dropping multiple leagues at this point. Yeah, um, you know. Potential-wise, anyway, um, dropping multiple leagues to to come down to uh, to, to rejoin Wrexham, I, I haven't seen anybody else.
1: So it'll be interesting. I guess this week we'll 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 see. I suspect this week mainly they'll focus on Mark Howard. Will be number one in training. Yeah. Uh, that you know, I think they'll set up in training that Howard will be number one. That's how they'll train, yeah. um, unless he's ill or injured. Um, and the cup game that we've got coming up, that might be something different. That might be an opportunity to put in a new keeper if they come in or yeah. one of the younger keepers if you wanted to, to give them an opportunity. Yeah. Um, but we'll, I guess we'll see what names come out on that. You know, whether you like transfer, tittle-tattle or not, this week will be very interesting to see what names get linked with us because it, you know what other agents are trying to... I don't know if you saw... Did you see the goalkeeper that had put himself forward? Oh, oh
2: me... uh, yeah, I, um, I think he was from I Grimsby. I have, uh, hang on. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I saw the uh, I saw the I saw the tweet, and most of the Wrexham fans were you know laughing. Uh, we'll pass. We'll, we'll pass. Somebody somebody said uh, we just got rid of a, a YouTuber. The last that's thing right. We, we don't yeah. want a TikTok it. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Alexis Andre Jr. Yeah, no, exactly. um, who posted on TikTok with some sort of. Uh, what do you call them? Just those eyes. I don't know what you call them as an emoji. Um, Just, you know, those yeah. big googly eyes.
2: Yeah. Um, kind of checking out, the checking the scene out.
1: Yeah. Video of himself sort of making a couple of saves against those yeah. at the race course. Yeah, uh, so there'll be, be lots of that, I'm sure. And I'm sure there'll be lots of other agents ringing up saying, I've got a keeper for oh, you. yeah. Absolutely. Um,
2: that's what'll i be acting to, to, to play at Wrexham right now with what's going on? 100% yes. Yeah. 100% yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. To to me. Someday we
0: will
1: be back in the football league. So we've uh, we've only got one game to worry about this week. I think haven't we Yeah, because obviously we did we did I'm got a Tuesday night game which has thrown me a bit this week. So
2: yeah.
1: um why well, I don't know how to describe uh, what happened on Saturday so I turned up at the race course to watch a game. I stupidly predicted that we'd get. I thought we'd scrape a two-one win in my head. That that was what uh, I say that being respectful to the league. When I say we're going to scrape it, I'm not assuming that we're going to turn everybody over every week. Um, and I would have been quite happy with that. Basically, I'm in points mode. I am really. I'm just like take the points, whatever we can get at the moment. Um, and then chaos ensued. So, uh, for what, what was your score? Where we where were you watching? What was the sort of setup pre-match? What was the uh, what was your yeah. thoughts?
2: Yeah, so I said uh, I think I said two one um, as well. I did a super super late night Friday, just random space after I got done with work. It was like, yeah, you know, nine o'clock, ten o'clock over there, and went till damn midnight almost. But or actually went after midnight. But anyway, um, yeah, most people on there was you know three one two one those types of things and uh what what occurred was not anything close to that my friend Um, (laughs) one of the the craziest um it not just the ending but the the way the goals were scored the flow of the match was chaotic just for lack of a better term um it it was just absolute it was it was madness Uh, it was madness I, i watched it here at home on the tv and and yeah, I mean, you know how I am. You know me well enough now. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't sit out very much, especially on match day during matches and things like that. I mean, I, I stand the whole time, and I, I, mean, I can't, you know, I can't sit on my couch. I try to, um, and then I'm back up, you know, five seconds later. But um, crazy match, very, very unexpected. But again, it just goes to uh, show how how wild this game we love can truly be, Matthew.
1: Okay, so let's just have a quick. Uh, let me just try something. You know, we're going to try some screen share and see if this works. Can you see that? I
2: can.
1: Right. So um, that's uh, that's how we lined up. So obviously we lined up usual formation. I'm saying usual. We did change it, didn't we? So um, uh, we we did vary it for a week. So we, we lined up in our usual formation, although it doesn't depict very well on that. Um, but the lineup obviously was fostering goal. Barnett came back in. O'Connell, Tozer and Boyle played again. Mendy played. uh, Jones and Cannon in midfield. Now, that was... uh, We'll come back to that because there was some... We uh, need to. There was some controversy. Surprise is probably a better word. Yeah. Uh, Elliot Lee played with Bickerstaff and Palmer up front. Now, um, so let's go... I try to do, I have a, an app called FanHub. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it. It basically, a little app that allows you to do a few things, tag when you're in uh, stadiums and stuff, but it gives you the, the chance to predict a lineup as well. Uh, and I put my lineup out and um, I, Jones and Cannon were not in my initial uh, sort of lineup. I had Tom O'Connor and Luke Young. Um, I assumed that Tom O'Connor was fit, Uh, Right, so I'm doing air quotes, as we call them here, assumed, because nobody had told me otherwise. And uh, I'd watched Luke Young come on as a sub in one game and then start another game and be as good as anything that was on the pitch. Yeah. Um, So I assumed that that, he played himself back into the team. Uh, And that didn't happen either. So, uh, uh, yeah, what were your thoughts?
2: Um you know th- this is this is where we get into the uh you know the 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 fun part of being a fan Matt, um you know where we get to like we always say give opinions and uh you know have some dialogue and and you know what we would do what we wouldn't do uh, yeah. as if anyone cares but um i went back to several matches last season yeah a a I don't even know if it's a a um you know 50 ish split in the fan base. I think at this point a a good majority of the fan base um considers that that we have some midfield issues. Okay. Yeah. Some capacity, whether yep. it's with personnel, whether it's whether it's the the you know starting three. Um, whether it's the interchangeability from week to week who fits with who within the scheme or within the tactics and those types of things. I went back to and we had conversations on this in the in, the, uh, in my whatsapp group and, and I had you know conversations with a few people on Twitter and the DM and stuff like that about the midfield three that doesn't right now include Tom O'Connor and doesn't include Luke young Tom O'Connor because I feel like he has, the most potential and also is invaluable with the way we play our midfield and especially how poor we've been in defense these first few matches of this new season. Luke Young, as you just said, super long story short, completely agree with you. feel like he has played himself up into um, a starting role, um, especially with the way that he has played um, these last two matches specifically. Now, there, you know, you and I talked about this. We, we, I'm not expecting to get into it. There was, some, uh, you know, supposedly personal things and, and stuff like that, that that Luke and his family were dealing with. What have you? Fine. For me, moving forward, Lee, Tom O'Connor, Luke Young in midfield at Barrow. I can't see it being any other way this Saturday. If it is, what do I know? Yeah. Um, but for me, Tom O'Connor, let yep. him allow him to. You know, play that defensive mid role, sit in front of the back three, provide a little more cover defensively because we're going to have either Howard and goal or uh, 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 McNicholas um, from, from 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 Sligo. So we're going to need potentially a little defensive cover this week. Allow Tom O'Connor to sit in front of that back three. He's played center back, he has experience there. He's played center back this year. Started the Dons game at center back. He
1: did. Yeah, that's right. Um,
2: so let Lee be attacking be creative on the ball put a tackle in here and there be a little physical when he can be and then luke young is going to be the anchor in midfield for me who can be uh, a you know box to box which may be a little dramatic in his case not the same as james jones being box to box playing yeah. but luke young can also be more aggressive in attack when we're full in possession and we're in our last third yeah. That's where Luke can also help out, be, be, you know, a little more of an offensive threat, have some creativity in those types of things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's kind of, there's been, there's been obviously the defense and the goalkeeper have taken a lot of criticism after the game, because obviously, you know, ends five all. Yeah. But the issue is, I think, you know, you're not talking about them scoring five world-class goals that are unstoppable, are you? You know, there's some, there is some errors. And just remember, without going through the videos, uh, uh, there are normally, on average, three mistakes lead to a goal, right? Oh, yeah. So that's a, so you know you can stop these things at some at some other point. Sure. Um, but when you look at some of those goals, you, 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 the things that you kind of look at were you know basic players not being marked on the on the first goal, for instance. Toza leaves his man and goes towards the goal, it's and good. then his man has a free header six yards out. I forget yeah. his name. Apologies. That's All right. A couple of the goals we've got players midfielders not pressing. We're just allowing very good. I'm, I'm calling them very good. What I don't know what what level do we call these players? We're allowing really good players to run at us with no pressure and then shoot. Well, what do you think is going to happen if they if we let them do that enough? They're going to score eventually, aren't they?
2: That 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 goal. I'm I'm not trying to interrupt. I'm sorry, but that was probably the most frustrating goal for me on the day, and it was Andy Cannon that was marking that man. Yeah, he was playing four damn yards off of him, and it drives me crazy. Yeah, and I don't—I am not vain or naive enough to say this is why he's playing this far off. This is why he he, not—he's not pressing. But the more I watch the game, and the more I learn about it, and talk to people who are educated, we should be marking closer on ball especially when they're within 18 yards of Correct. our goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just frustrated the shit out of me. And it was Andy Cannon, he didn't press, he didn't take down shooting angles. He's 3 4 yards off the man. We saw what happened.
1: Yeah, so there's um without getting too boring, the the general rule uh, um when you're marking players certainly um unless if they're electrically quick, you might be a couple of yards off them because you yeah. might not be as quick absolutely a bit like I'm, I'm a bit like uh marking a wide receiver yeah you might give yourself that little yeah. bit of a head start to um to I'm not trying to contradict uh you know what I mean I'm not trying to be funny I'm just trying to give oh. you some um yeah, some some uh, uh, I'm reaching for examples that I might understand that you might yeah. get so yeah. there are times where you would give somebody a couple of yards if you're not necessarily quick you might just give yourself that little head start but what we're asking, what you're doing there when those players are running at the goal? Normally, somebody will go out and he, they call it engage them now or pressurise them nowadays. Yeah. And I think if you watch it back, there's two goals where that doesn't happen good enough, doesn't happen quick enough, yeah. um, and that is, you know, that's what frustrates fans then, isn't it? Because you're like, well, yeah. that's basics. Um, but you've mentioned a name there of somebody who um, wasn't amazing on the day. Who really suffered was Andy Cannon. Yeah. Took a lot of stick as the midfield did. Uh, obviously, he got subbed later on and he was, he was the interesting thing, if you were in the ground, you might have seen this, you might not have seen it on the telly, about two minutes before he gets subbed, he's, uh, he's doubled over, his legs are gone, he's got nothing, so he's not he's got enough minutes in his legs, basically because our pre-season wasn't enough, probably needed a few more games, um, so he's not match fit, basically. So, you know, you do then wonder, well, you know, is that, is that his reaction, you know, is he stood on the edge of the box backing up going, I just thought, you know, I'm just trying to be yeah. safe here. I have yeah. I'm gassed. Yeah, yeah. I'm gassed. Yeah. Uh, and the safe thing for me to do is yeah. just try and block it in some way. Because yeah. I haven't got the speed to step out and get it, you know, because if I step out and I'm slow, somebody just zips around you. Um, awesome. yeah. So these are the... good. The people with the stats at the club because they monitor all that with uh, GPS. Yep. I don't know if they do that in some of the NFL and other sports, yep. but you'll have seen it. Hopefully, they have GPS. They'll know how fit he was that day, yep. um, so they would have known probably he could only last an hour or whatever. And obviously, your 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 question is can can we get away with him for an hour in it? Or I've got Luke Young who has supposedly, uh, I'm doing air quotes again. Supposedly. Um, not been able to attend some of the training on Friday or whatever it was that yeah. the rumour was that happened yeah. because of uh, some uh, some yeah. family commitments.
2: Right.
1: And actually, I'm not going to play him because I've got Cannon. And that's where Parky has to make his earnest his, earn his crunch, doesn't he, in making yeah. those decisions. And I think in hindsight, I wonder whether he'd have made those decisions. I don't know.
2: Absolutely. And that's where everything you just said especially about match match fitness and those types of things um, opinions can be not drastically different but the the perspective of opinions can be yeah. very very different from the 10,000 some odd that are at the race course and from the you know hundreds of thousands i would say at this point that aren't at the race course that are watching on television or watching yeah. at the turn or watching at the bar or watching the- you know, at, at, you know, wherever around the world. Um, so that's, that's I didn't realize that he went down and he was doubled over like that and just, you know, kind of out of gas at that point. And yep. then those are the other things that we as fans, because we love the club, because we're so invested, we get frustrated, but we have to take a step back and we don't know those things. We don't yep. know where Andy Cannon is percentage-wise out of, you know, 100 correct, yeah, compared to where Luke Young is, compared to where TOC is, compared Spot to Spotify. Whoever it is, yeah. Um, so that's where even myself, you know, I have to, as I continue to learn more every day about the game, about the club, those types of things that I always talk about. I've got to take a step back and look at myself as a former coach and say, well, there's no way I can know that, so I shouldn't really be giving an opinion on that. Um, but you know, that's what we do. That's our correct. That's our yeah. job. That's our job <laughs> as fans, Matthew.
1: Yeah. And we are allowed to do that. I think it's, you're allowed to. The issue is when it gets personal, isn't it? That's the, let's be honest. That's the, players understand that people have opinions because managers and coaches have opinions. It's when people are, uh, uh it make it personal and abusive that's that's all that yeah. i think if you ask the player they'd say i've got no problem if you don't think i'm very good just don't tell yeah. me you want me and my family to die and th- those type of things that people get Do you know what i mean um,
2: absolutely yes
1: absolutely. so i think that's the, that's the thing and again that's the difference between watching it on the telly and watching it there yeah. i could see yeah. that other fans could see that
2: Absolutely. the telly
1: was probably not for it might have focused on him I don't know whether it did doesn't sound like it did it was probably watching because because obviously he's not doing that when he's on the ball the ball is somewhere else yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so so and the, yeah. the telly normally follows the, the cameras normally yeah. follow the ball don't they yeah. Um,
2: yeah
1: but those were the those were the kind of the, the, the kind of the main things that that pressure um and uh, I mean, there was other worrying moments, you know, that toes a back pass. I don't know if that came across on the telly uh, to uh, Ben Foster kind of lost his foot, but I think he lost his. I couldn't see it very well from my end. You might have seen it better on the telly. It looked like the ball had gone behind him and he'd panicked, tried to push off and lost his footing. in. Um, but I could be wrong because it's directly in front of me at the other end. It but was. that was a panic moment.
2: Yeah, the camera was catching up to it a bit when it happened, ah, right? On, on on the television, but um, it, Tozer, I mean, he struck it
1: a bit too feisty.
2: Yeah, almost like he was taking a shot on goal. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's just when you're in the moment, you're a little amped up, and those types of things. Um, it's it's you know, again, I don't know how much we could say about that. A wild moment. And in, in what was um, inevitably a, a wild, a wild football game for
1: sure. So I'll tell you what was quite interesting. I'd got into a conversation with somebody um, about James Jones. Mm. Let's talk about this, okay? So yeah. uh, James Jones is a real dilemma for me. He's
2: um, a dilemma for a lot of people, man. right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if you ask the majority of players, they'd say he's somebody that's really underrated or undervalued, something, one of those type of words, right? Yeah. But as an idiot fan like me watching, I watch him, and I see somebody who runs all day long. Yes. But then I don't see him, and I'd I'd written this seconds before he scored the goal, obviously, seconds before. I was agreeing with somebody, because I said, he'll run all day long, uh, and he'll pressure people, but I don't see enough goals and assists and he's not the flip side to that is he's not that crunching hard man in the tackle yeah. so that's that's the problem for me in james jones Sorry. i think he's a great squad player but i think you can improve on him and of course then he scores two goals makes a, makes an idiot of me and you can imagine the uh, the comments that i got after that um yeah. so that was a really interesting day because in my defense he'll, he'll probably only score one or two more goals all season that's his. that's the level that he normally is at um, he doesn't he doesn't score a lot of goals does he yeah. uh, but he's a dilemma he's a dilemma from that point of view from me i I want to see more from him and I, to be fair I think he's capable of more so I don't think we're asking him to do something he's not capable of I, th- I think he's i don't think you know I don't think he's a bad footballer um so obviously I've said before he started and it was a surprise to me. What's, give us you know? I don't want you to slaughter the lad uh, and get yourself no. in trouble with in your in your uh, on Twitter. But what were your what's your on Jonesy? What do you think, dear? You, you a are you a massive fan? Am, am I being unfair there? What do you think?
2: I don't think you're being unfair. It's it's one of those to where there are a lot of fans in the fan base who understand he he wins the beat test preseason. Yeah, you know, yeah, a, yeah. almost every day. Um, he is one of if not the most fit um yeah. players in the squad and and uh, there's no denying that again he wins the beat test in preseason he you know he is notorious for being the the energizer bunny never stops running true box to box hassles 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 all day 100 what does he bring offensively what does he bring defensively yeah those are the issues that a lot of fans have because again we're talking about him and he scored two goals on saturday and there were, believe me, you were not the only fan, um, on, on Twitter, you know, who, who, you know, why is James Jones on the pitch and those types of things. And then, you know, within 35 minutes of each other. Yeah. I mean, he scored in the 55th and then a minute or two into, into extra time, like the 90 second. 90
1: second. I think it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So within, within what, 30, 30, 37 minutes of each other, uh, he puts two in the back of the net. So, um, it, it, but like you said, he's not going to be very likely a double-digit goal scorer. So what he does bring us is the match fitness, the the pace, the you know the, the work rate, and those types of things. But offensively, does he bring enough to be in the position he's in in midfield? Is he enough of a goal scoring threat? And defensively, does he bring enough in midfield to where you know he'll put a foot in? Yeah. He'll dispossess somebody consistently in midfield or a winger if, if need be. Um, and that's where a lot of fans have the questions about James because they don't know if he does that consistently enough to have a starting position in the squad. He gets a starting position based off of his work rate, based off of his pace and those types of things. Again, according to most fans, Coach Parkey may feel completely different. What yeah. do we know? Yeah. But the majority of the fan base – Consensus-wise, is that he has a starting position in midfield because of his pace, because of his work rate, and because of the fact that he runs and runs and runs. Hustle and
1: bustle, he is, is what I I don't. If that makes any sense to you, um, is is how we would describe it, and that ties back into the Luke Young thing because when you listen to the spaces and stuff, um, the the constant thing with Luke Young is that he will put a foot in, will he? Won't he? Make a challenge. I seem to remember was it Coventry away. In that cup game, he put in a monster of a challenge late on. Honestly, you could hear it reverberate around the stadium. It was a thumping challenge that he put in where both players kind of met the ball at the same time and the, oh. the noise reverberated in the stadium. And that just get, get that got us... It, we were under pressure at the time. If you remember, they were coming back at us. You know, we, we, we were leaking goals then uh, in that game. And that's the type of thing that you get from Luke... That you don't necessarily get all the time or as much from James Jones, sure. um, so it's just it's interesting, isn't it, to see uh, and get those different opinions? And uh, it's it's weird how we all see things different from the same the same person. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely, So if we just we'll just have a look at. I'll uh, see if I can share this screen again because um, the site or the app that I use. Um, for looking at stats, etc., is something called FottMob. I, yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Doesn't matter if you haven't. It's uh, um, it's uh, it's the one that I've found to be uh, um, most in line with my thinking when I see things generally. Sure. Um, so those are the ratings that FottMob have uh, given. So the way they get their ratings, in case you don't know, there's a stats company called Opta yep. uh, who produce over 300 stats. Mob have some sort of algorithm which produces some ratings, yeah. yeah. Um, so those were the ratings from the day. Now it's really interesting because, like, Elliot Lee is the standout man there with a 9.4 rating, yep. and yet, in the first half of that game, if you'd have subbed him off, if John Davis was fit, I'd have been calling for him to be subbed off. Second half, he's wonderful uh, and he makes a big difference. Don't ever ask him to take a corner again, by the way, because that you know, I think I think I'll cry if he ever takes a corner again.
2: Yeah, that's um, uh that's one that you and I definitely <laughs> agree on, my friend.
1: It's which is really weird because he is exactly the type of creative midfielder, Michael, that normally takes your corners, right?
2: Hundred percent.
1: Um and he's probably he would probably be on free kicks given the players that are available. Yeah, um yeah. if O'Connor and young aren't on the pitch. He's probably yeah. on free kicks. Yeah. Weird how he can't consistently take corners. So let's hope he practices them this week. Yeah. But the, those were the ratings, right? So you can argue about point whether it's point one or whatever, but those are the ratings. If you look at them, so Ben Foster ended up with a three point nine rating. Yeah.
2: Does
1: that feel harsh to you, or do you think well, it's probably not a million miles off?
2: No, I don't think it's harsh. I mean, if, if you know. When we when we let five goals in, yeah. um, th- there's there's, you know, the stats are going to allocate some of the issues to midfield to an extent, allocate some of the goal issues to defense, yeah, to a small extent. But at the end of the day, it's the keeper's job to keep the ball out of the back of the net. Yeah, so yeah. Ultimately, it does, yeah, yeah. it does end whether up on goals. Yeah, yeah. Whether their own goals um, so or or whether the other team was putting them in the back of the net. Um, The the keeper's going to have a bit of a low rating, unfortunately, for for, uh, newly retired Ben Foster.
1: So let's look at that back line. You've got Barnett with a 5.1. Did have a quieter game, to be honest. He never really got into it. O'Connell nearly a 6. Tozer a 6.3. Boyle a 5.3, Mendy a 6.8. Now, that's interesting because there's a couple of players in there. Mendy got a bit of stick. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. I'm talking about off Twitter, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and people be in and around me in the stadium, I guess. He got a little bit of stick. Um, and yet, statistically, actually, he's not done a terrible job. Um so, you know, this is where we've not been privy to some of these stats before because nobody cares about the National League. Yeah. Whereas now we're in League Two, we're getting Opta, you know, producing stats. So, uh, so that's interesting. And interestingly, the back line is the lowest rated sort of section of our team. Yep. Midfield, James Jones gets an 8.8. Obviously, his goals and his running and his hassling yep. um, show that I don't know anything. Uh, Andy Cannon got a 7.2 and Elliot Lee ends up with a 9.4. Anything there that you would think is too high, too low?
2: No, Lee, not surprising, you know, two goals. JJ, not surprising, two goals. Um, You know, Lee also had an assist. Um, Yeah, Andy Cannon, I mean, 7.2, maybe too high just because... I get it. Yeah, the value, I get it. Uh, the value, offensively, um, defensively. Again, we just talked about it. Was marking a man when the ball went in? Um, you know, got beat to his left for a goal. I, I don't. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's almost a moot point. Um, um with Cannon and his his, it may be accurate. Um, the seven point two. The back line again. They're going to get um, when you when you allow five in, especially the three center backs. They're going to they're going to give some points. Yeah, um, they're going to give up some points. The 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 back line is also an interesting point of conversation because obviously Aaron Hayden um, supposed to be coming back sometime soon. Tonnecliffe, Tonnecliffe's a weird one. Um, I've heard a couple of different things with with Tunny that he may be back training um, this week yeah and he may not be back for another two weeks, so that'll be um interesting for me to see um uh, for me Hayden comes right back in, but nonetheless, um Barnett, like you said, beat his man a couple of times um didn't give the ball over a lot, which as a winger with as far as we push forward offensively um you know did his job pretty well I, I would say Mindy's an interesting one as well, matt because he 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 is up to this point in the season, these first couple of games, he is the ultimate roller coaster for this team. So far. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I see that. Anyone not named Foster, yeah, uh, yeah. you know he has been, he's had the, the applause of a majority of the fan base for a few matches, and he's also been the scapegoat. Yeah, um, again, not named Foster um, for a few of the matches it's been very up and down for him, much like Owen O'Connell. Um, yeah. Owen's had, you know, kind of some up and down um, moments. This, this, this. Great. Yeah. Young season See that. So
1: far. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, Bickerstaff and Palmer at front. There's a couple of ratings. Now, Bickerstaff, honestly, the goalie scores out and nothing yeah. is just yeah. for somebody of that experience and that age, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, uh, you know, it, it, it's frightening, really, yeah. He was fearless what he had to do what he did yeah. there's great finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote I put out on Twitter, not everybody agreed. I said that at this point, I don't see how you can let Bickerstaff go supposedly on loan.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And bring uh, if, if you are going to bring somebody in, yeah. but keep Billy waters here. I don't understand. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand how you can how you can think about that. I understand the argument for to let him play every week. But I think he's going to be on our bench every week. And I think, you know, he's shown more. I, I'd be reluctant to do it.
2: I agree. Um, there are a lot of people, even now, in the fan base, um, that that think that because of Bickerstaff's youth and inexperience that we should yeah. still send him out on loan. You know, Oldham was sniffing around and things like that earlier, um, w- whether it was the preseason or the end of last year and those types of things. Um, but I said on the post-match space very quickly after the match on Saturday, um, uh, versus Swindon that I just – I think he's playing himself into – not a starting role, especially when Moles comes back. But yeah, 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 I think he is playing himself into a permanent spot in the first team in this club. I don't see how we can send him out on loan with the production, the work rate, the shifts that he's put in yeah. the first couple of matches of the season, again, compared to Billy Waters. And, yeah. and Billy – that's another thing with, you know, the, the, the injury with Moles, if there is a silver lining in that, which –
1: I understand what you're thinking. Yeah. It's giving Bickerstaff a window.
2: Exactly. It gives Bickerstaff, it gives Dolbs, and it gives Billy Waters an opportunity to show what they can do. Out of those three who stepped up the most, for me, it's got to be Bickerstaff. And I would yeah. say for a majority of the fan base, it's got to be Jake. So I don't see how, um, at this point, we can we can send him out on loan. But the, the wages and things like that that Waters is supposed to be on,
1: yeah. It I mean, might be difficult or difficult. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So it may be a deal to where the hand is forced almost for club management that we have to send Baker staff out on loan because of the wages and things like that, um, that Billy Waters is on. Again, I think at the end of the year last year, Dobbs played himself. Um, he he could be a goal scorer. He could be a threat from a couple of different things, uh, a couple of different areas. Um, he just, you know, not, not quite on form this season to how he ended last year. Um, but again, I think the primary three, that three man rotation of, of uh, of Mullen, Palmer, Dobbs, and, and then um, I I think it's got to be Bickerstaff, but again the contract situation, the wages um, that Waters is being paid, it, it it's going to be an interesting um, you know the, the final twenty two is going to be a very yeah. interesting day when the clubs finally and finalize.
1: And we will uh, we will just we'll we'll uh, we'll have another little section in a minute, and we will talk about that um, because we're a couple of weeks away from transfer deadline. Sure. But let's just try and perhaps wrap up or at least begin to wrap up this section let's talk about uh palmer so i i'm sure you've seen the picture uh that might have sort of worried a few people now in that um yeah. although i was told it was precautionary but i i don't you know you might you might know more than me uh, but obviously what emerged on was it was it sunday or was it sunday that photo emerged yeah, i so think it was like yeah. sunday at some point the yeah, photo yeah. of palmer in a a serious-looking knee leg brace—I don't know what you call them—whether they've got a fancier name—emerged um, uh, that somebody had taken of him, hadn't they? Yeah. Um, so that was quite interesting because, you know, we're not going to be in a position where if people are out for three, four, five, six weeks now, we're not going to be able to buy replacements for them. We're yeah. not in a the, the the transfer windows will stop that. Um, but if that turns out to be anything more serious, that would be a real headache, then, wouldn't it? You would be, oh, you know. Um that would really change the thinking.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um I I again playing the speculation game, not gonna beat that one to death. You and I talked about it and I've, I, everybody's seen that picture of him on um someone's Instagram yeah, yeah. I'll call it. Um yeah, the knee brace, i have I've I've seen some people on Twitter say that it's an old picture and yeah. they've confirmed it's an old picture. Nobody knows. I'm sure somebody knows, yeah, the yeah. Majority of us don't know. So, um, hopefully, something comes out of training this week. People that uh, you know, may be closer to the club and more involved, and and um, you know, may be able to tell us whether he's training and running around and those types of things. I did have somebody in the WhatsApp group actually say that they saw Palmer after the match, yeah, that he was moving around fine, yeah, uh, and supposedly like ran to a car or sort of jogged to his yeah. car, no limping, no, no, anything. Um, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, is, the, the, yeah. the speculation game continues, Matt. We'll, we'll find out Saturday, I suppose.
1: And like this is where like uh, NFL is right, really interesting. Uh, and rugby, uh, rugby union, they do a bit of this. They're quite upfront about who's injured and who isn't. You know, NFL people get put on IR and stuff, don't they? You know, you're not going to see that player for three weeks or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're they're quite upfront about that. As in in soccer, in football, we we keep our cards close to our chest because it might give you an advantage for
2: Absolutely.
1: ten minutes of a game or something. If you can start a game with somebody they weren't expecting, that gives you that uh, that that advantage. So um, this is where it's really interesting. Um, I'll end by saying Swindon fans were quite good. We had some good banter with them. Uh, Charlie Austin is a giant knob, uh, and I was so glad that he got some stick when we, when we ended up five all because he was giving it the yeah. the big end to the tech end when he scored. I think did he score the second? I could be wrong. I think uh, it was the second. Yeah, it was the second goal. He was giving it large, and he got it back um, because you know he he was an arrogant knob.
2: Yeah, he was. He was he was also a pretty talented player but yes yes so to, to celebrate like that right in front of the uh right in front of the uh right in front of the tech end of all places i don't know if that's the uh, you know the smartest thing to do at the race course but you know fair play yeah. to him he, he had a hell of a goal and assisted on another one so fair
1: yeah yeah uh, he's still a knob and
0: his best to
2: Mickey
1: T. So while we wait for news of a goalkeeper, um, which uh, I'm assuming will come, uh, we're assuming will come, I guess, uh, there was a couple of names floating around uh, transfer-wise um, this week that I have just thought, whilst me and you probably don't know an awful lot about them, it was just quite interesting to go over them. and. Uh, and see so the, the the name that i heard first of all um that appeared was the one of lyle uh, lyle taylor i don't know if yeah. you saw that one did you see that one Yes. Yeah. so lyle taylor is the he's at nottingham forest i believe yeah. he's from somewhere like montserrat uh i believe is is uh is his, the country represents he's about yeah. 33 now um and there was obviously uh there was this uh there was this this sort of rumor that he trained with us last week or was training with us for a week. Um, I don't. Did you see that one? Uh, now he's a, from what I understand, he's a forward, sort of in the mold of a sort of you know six foot one, six foot two, got a bit of everything. Uh, but obviously he's at Forest and not going to get any luck in certainly at the moment. And they it would you know there was some fans speculating he might be going to Birmingham because he'd been to Birmingham to watch a game at some point. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so you saw that one as well. It wasn't just me, like like me. You probably don't know a lot about the player, but what was your what were your thoughts when you saw that? Did that did that feel like that's possible, or did you think, nah, that's too far out there? A player from Forest, why would he drop down? You know what you what was your gut feeling?
2: Yeah, it's one of those to where you know it's not surprising in the aspect that he's a striker and that he plays forward. Um, because at this point you know and again i saw over the weekend or this morning that that you know supposedly Mulls is back in training and those types of things now um hopefully that's that's a great update in 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 that regard but um it's it's one of those to where i'm not surprised because of the position yes um it would be I don't know. I like you said, Matt, I heard several people say that he was actually in training with yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for a day or several days. Yeah. Some people said. So I guess nothing's outside of the realm of possibility there. Um, especially if if you know Palmer is gonna be um, you know, in the uh in the in the cardio room for for a couple of weeks, perhaps we'll see what happens there. Um, so I guess the the position isn't necessarily surprised. I, I would be a little surprised if he was actually training with us, like some have said. Um, but again, I feel like at this point, like I said last week after the space, um, I can see us signing a striker before the window closes. Yeah, uh, and I can also see us signing another midfielder. Um, obviously, with today's news, I, mean, I can see us very well signing. <laughs> Another keeper um, as well, so that wouldn't be a surprise either. Well, the list's getting bigger, not smaller. Yes, it um, is. It's weird. Yes, it um,
1: is. So, I'll tell you what interested me about something, something you just said uh, resonated with me. So, when a player is in free agent, them training with you in the summer for a week is yep. that's the norm. Yeah, you yeah. try trialists uh, generally they're referred to as. But from my understanding, is that Taylor is actually under contract still at Nottingham Forest. So I'm not sure how Forrest would feel if uh, just pick a player, right? Yeah. Andy Cannon goes and snaps yeah. his leg. Now, you might not want that player, but you might be thinking, well, we can leverage in some way, get, you know, I might get a bit of money, might get a bag yeah. of training balls, whatever, you know, I jest, but you get the idea. We might get something yeah. um, for him. So that's the, just thinking about it makes me think that's quite interesting because I don't think I've ever heard of that happening often, for a contracted player. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, absolutely it does. I, I, I did, um, I just pulled up that um, it said he signed a contract of undisclosed links. I don't know if the length of the contract um, was ever actually discussed publicly and that was in 2020. It's three years ago. Yeah. Um, so...
1: But he's still showing as a registered player to them. Yeah. So that would imply that he's at least got one more year.
2: Yeah, no, he is. Um, interesting. You know, it's... It, it, I mean, did did, did Forest give him permission? Did they, you know, they may be trying to find him another spot as well, and saying, you know, hey, go, uh, you know, yeah. you never know, go go be a trialist. We'll get you off our books. It'll be a win win for everybody, maybe. Um, but that's why I said I, I just I'd be super surprised if he was actually training with us for a couple of days. Yeah,
1: I, just, I, I only just dawned on me then thinking about it with him with him being contracted. That was the only reason I. Uh, that was the only reason that I said that, and it could very well be true. But that would be. Yeah. Uh, that was that just throws a bit of a a, a sticky spanner in the works Absolutely. on that one, but nothing seems to have come from it. It seems to have gone quiet on that, um, and then uh, a, a, another rumor spouted uh, a little bit later. I can't remember; if it was a day or so later uh, about another so another striker. So what we all think we wanted, needed, we it would appear that there's noises out there about them, uh, and that was Brandon Hanlon, yeah. who plays for Wickham. Now that rumor wasn't a um, wasn't a, a a Red Passion type rumor or whatever. That mm-hmm. came from Pete O'Rourke, yeah. who used to work for Sky, yep. and I know him as the guy who broke the really. I, I mean, I know him from his time at, when he was at Sky, uh, but when he 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 was the person that broke the Barnett news. That was the first person that I saw. It. That had put Rex and were interested in Ryan Barnett uh, from Sonial. So, this guy is, you know, that's his job. He's got either, he's a correspondent for a blog, yeah. Footy Insider. Um, that's his job. Um, he will know people, he'll know agents. It's agents, he'll do favors for agents, he'll do favors for clubs, you know, he'll such and such is available and he'll generate interest and stuff. But that was the other one. But again, um, then all of a sudden, like, nothing not heard anything since yeah um and rex was so good at doing deals at the moment that could be nothing because we don't want people to know anything or it could be nothing because there was nothing in it um sure. so i don't know what should do you think that's just agent talk
2: yeah what what, do you, yeah, what that, what's your gut that one i saw maybe once or twice and it was just i mean within a matter of hours um we saw again a handful of people possibly Say something about it. the Lyle Taylor one is the one that um, isn't, isn't going away, I guess. Um, right. I, I literally just saw somebody post a picture and post something about him yesterday. So, right. The Lyle Taylor one, uh, the Lyle Taylor rumor, I think has a little more um, legs you know, in it. Yeah, a little more legs, a little more um, substantiated claims there um, than, than uh, the other striker. But, you know, we may yeah. not sign neither. We may sign both. What
1: do, we Just, know? Yeah. what do we know? What do we know, man? At this, at this stage, it, it, with I, a couple of weeks <laughs> to go, anything could happen. I think at this stage, we're ten days, I think, till the transfer window. Anything could go. Uh, yeah. Anything could could happen. Um, So, yeah, let's touch on a couple of things that you you talked about before. We talked about, uh, as well, John Tunnicliffe. So, Tunnicliffe, you might not have seen this on the telly, I don't know, but Tunnicliffe uh, was doing some uh, exercises uh, on the pitch on Saturday um, with McAlinden, McFadzine and somebody else, but I can't remember who it was. Um, There was four of them and it's quite common to see this uh, when you're at games. The players who are quite not involved, and in, because uh, of fitness or whatever, they will do with just a bit of, a bit of sprinting and running and jogging and some exercises. So Tunny Cliff was there. It's, the reason I say that is I haven't seen Hayden doing those exercises yet. Yeah. So if anybody's going to be back soon, my gut feeling is it's Tunny Cliff rather than Hayden again. Um, so that was the uh, that was the interesting one. Uh, and then the other one you touched on was was obviously Moles. Um, so. Yeah, I was also, I've sort of seen the same as you, I think, is that Moles is back, not in full first-team training, but he's back using our gym, back doing some light training, light work. Um, I, th- I did also hear somebody, I, th- I can't remember whether it was on Twitter or what, I think somebody said they saw him having lunch in the Fat Ball today. Um, so, uh, back back in and perhaps gone to see his mural, um, yeah. which is really, yes. re- which is awesome, that, by the way. Yes. Yes. Um Uh, so you know, I'm not expecting him to play at the weekend, no, but in three or four games' time, I'm sure, for instance, he would love to play some part, i.e., maybe off the bench or something, in that away game at Tranmere. I will tell you what, he will be itching to play in that game.
2: I feel, I feel you are correct, my friend. Um, (laughs) I said originally, you know, when when it happened, the the, just the the collision and the injury, general when it came out that he had a punctured lung, you know, what makes the difference there is, is, you know, that punctured lung is going to be healed up by now. The issue is going to be the ribs. Yes. The mini, the severity, whether it's fractures, whether it's breaks, what have you. Um, originally I said three or four weeks and, you know, with the fact that it was multiple fractures and multiple ribs, um, that's what's you know going to increase that time horizon and, and increase that length um, that he'll be out a little bit. But Again, it, it, you know, he he saw a physician um, over in California before he came back home, before he went back to Wales. So, um, you know, the, the outlook was apparently pretty good, and he got good news, as, as did the club from the physician. So, um, going to be back, again, hopefully in, in the next couple of weeks um, ahead of schedule from, from what an injury of that severity would call for. And then, um, again, Hayden, we've heard multiple times, he will very likely – um, hopefully, be back in training this week and potentially be be ready for Barrow. Um, very, very hopefully.
1: I would love to have a fully fit Aaron Hayden for a season. It was shocking to me when somebody had posted on Twitter that he'd missed thirty games over the last two seasons.
2: Oh yeah,
1: that's a lot of football to miss. It is, and it at is. key times as well. It's always he's, he's been really unlucky. It's been at the end of the season, um, yeah. and we could uh, you know he's a threat from set pieces. We don't yeah. seem to be quite the same threat without him at set pieces than we are uh, with him. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: When you when you have a double digit, you know, goal scoring centre back that that can, you know, we we spent five minutes earlier talking about strikers and, and, yeah, yeah. and Palmer and Water and Bickerstaff and everything, but you know when you've got a, a double digit goal scorer that can be a threat from set pieces and corners and those types of things, that can alleviate a lot of concerns. Yeah um off of off of a striker that that needs to be a, a 2025 20, goal scoring striker um so again you're absolutely correct if we had Hayden for the entirety of a season um him and his magic hat uh, can be a, a pretty special player over the entirety of, of a league season
1: it's interesting because that back line is really big you know Boyle and O'Connell are, are absolute monsters
2: they are yes, but that they
1: Hayden's prodigious leap. Uh, Is uh, you know is is our real weapon from them set pieces? Yes. Um, Hopefully we can uh, start spreading those goals around a little bit. Um, All the chat on uh, Matty Virtue seems to have died a death. That was the midfielder for 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 five minutes. We were uh, we were we were after him, but couldn't agree a deal or couldn't get it done. Whatever it was, Um, and that seems to have died. I've not seen anything else on him. Uh, oh, so yeah, that's a million
2: a, for half a million pounds. Right. Yeah,
1: there. so that was the other one that that came, wasn't it? The Shamanga <laughs> one came, Jesus came God. and went again. But I haven't, I haven't seen anything for a week or so on that. Have you? I haven't no. I haven't um,
2: that was a, that that was an interesting one, Matt. Just because the the fan base was so, um, it was either kind of, you know, you were at this end or at this end. It was okay. Hey, we've got the money. Yeah. Let's see if we can recreate the player that he was at Chesterfield before yeah. the leg injury, and the other half was, you know, we we're paying half a million pound for a striker that hasn't been near himself and his his, you know, his form since before the injury at Chesterfield. So, um, I I wouldn't mind him as an option. I definitely think half a million pounds is way too much money. Yeah, uh, I agree. To pay for for you know a player like that at this point that's coming off that type of, of substantial injury.
1: Yeah, and his form post that—that's the yeah. thing for me. That yeah, was the thing. Uh, and then the Armstrong one as well. That's died a death, hasn't it? Again, uh, um, from, Harrogate, from Harrogate, supposedly a down tools, but now he's back playing again, and uh, um, and that uh, doesn't seem to—we don't seem to have been able to get. You know, the rumor was that we couldn't agree a fee. We'd offered; they wanted more than Palmer, which is our record fee. Yes. Um, was the was the was the the word on the grapevine, wasn't it? Um, yes. And he down tools because he wanted to move somewhere, whether it was us or somebody else. Um, but I believe he's back playing now. And, uh, you know, those moves don't seem to be happening for him as it stands. Yes. Um, yes. That,
2: that was another one where I'd seen a couple of people on Twitter say that uh, Armstrong was supposedly already in training uh, at Wrexham. Ah, and, and uh, okay. Right. Training with the team and those types of things. So that's why I'm a little hesitant when somebody like Lyle Taylor <laughs> Who was supposed to be currently, uh, or not currently, but was training with the team um, last week? Supposedly, I'm, I'm a little. I get it. you and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, no, I get it.
1: Well, I mean, you know, as I say, you know, the uh, this deadline forces your hand, because um, obviously, uh, you once we get past this point, we can't register any players yeah. outside of those twenty two outfield players over the age of 21 yep. um, until January. Um, and then you have to rejig, you know, if somebody leaves, you bring somebody in, whatever. Yeah. Um, so this will there'll be a few going out, I suspect might be loans. National League clubs will come and try and loan some and, and what have you, um, yeah. some of the players that we don't necessarily uh, necessarily want, but that's yeah. going to force our hands. So it's gonna, we've got an exciting 10 days coming because we're yeah. probably going to have to do a bit of business.
2: We absolutely are, and that's that's the interesting thing. You know, we talk about whether it's the spaces, even the other podcasts. You know, Fearless and Rob Red. You talk about it. The the you know I talk about it on the spaces that I do randomly. The, the um, embarrassment of riches, I call it, because we have, you know, we've got somebody like Bryce Hosanna who Parky rates very highly because of his length and and possession skills and ability and pace and those types of things you know he could go to a national league club mcclinden fads uh calvin fads and um we we have several several guys who we could loan out to national league clubs who they would likely go be starters yeah um earn some decent wages um and then you know either move on to the next part of their career or get actual game minutes get a lot more experience than they're getting now um, from not even being on the bench at league two on a match day and be able to come back to us in the future so We've got some options. We have some guys that we can loan out. I would yeah. like to see Bryce not go out on loan. He's someone that I think has a lot of potential. Um, I actually, you know, I rate him a lot. Yeah. I like when to see from Bryce. Again, I know you disagree and, and that's fine. I would really, really like to see him get, you know, some cup time and, and trophy matches and things like that at center back just to see what he can do. Completely understand with what we have back there right now. He will likely never see another minute of center back, at least during the league season. Yeah, but he got some minutes there during uh, during the preseason, obviously. So he's got some versatility to him now, to where he winger by nature has gotten center back minutes in our defense. And uh, I'd be interested to see what Bryce can do going forward. But like you said, we've got some uh, we've got some players who we can send out on loan to be able to cut those numbers down a little bit. If you know a National League team takes a shot on them.
1: Yeah, yeah, there'll be there'll be lots looking for uh, who might uh, who might not be in parkies twenty two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know there'll be some of those top sides yeah. who think that you know there'll be upgrades on what they've got. Um, even though we don't necessarily want them now, there'll be upgrades on what they've got. The the 100%. finances will be the will be what dictates those moves. Hundred um, percent. Well, I, I, other than that, I think we've covered everything. What do you reckon? Have we uh, have we uh, have we put the world to right of the world of Wrexham AFC?
2: I think we've solved all the problems. I think they should pay you a lot of money to make decisions. And oh, um, I'm not sure about that. Again, I know nothing.
1: Tune in and catch our exclusive match previews on the Racecourse Rumble podcast your ultimate guide to Rexham AFC. It's, it's a good job you said the words Barrow, because I've totally forgotten to do the preview of this week's game. Um, minor details. So we're away at Barrow this weekend. Uh, sixth place Barrow, who have played four games and got taken seven points uh, and have a goal difference of one, uh, as opposed to 15th place and who've played four games, five points and a goal difference of zero. Uh, highest scorers... Worst defense. We're, uh, yeah, well, I don't know what the... Yeah. Worst defense. Um, so, uh, it's inter- this season's really interesting for me because the vast majority of teams I know little about, which is why me and you were in League 2 spaces at 7.30 on a stupid night. I can't <laughs> oh, even yeah, remember when, did we did it, when we did it, when we were both there and we were yes. messaging each other about it. Uh, trying to learn little bits, get little bits of information uh, about these clubs, because we've just, a lot of them, Barrow, it won't be that long actually since we've played them, but lots of these other clubs, we've not played in years, and you don't, you know, you don't show much interest in them, because, uh, you know, we've not, we've not been there, Um, but uh, Barrow's form, obviously they uh, lost to Stockport, I think it was, on Saturday, Um, drew with Accrington, Beat Sutton, lost to Bolton, that was a cup game, I think. Uh and beat Tranmere on the opening day. Right. So um no mugs. I don't think many of these teams are mugs. I think we're we're learning that, aren't we? Yes um, we are. Quickly. So I don't, what so I guess from from our point of view, no, what what are we thinking? is Doc gonna change formation, is he? No, or we're going to be surprised if he changes formation. You know,
2: well, very surprised.
1: given well, the injuries we, and stuff.
2: We, we we say that we say that, and then last year last year, one of Parky's, um, you know, a lot of the fans said he didn't have a plan B and yep. those types of things, formation wise. He went to more of a box midfield against uh, was it was it Wigan in in the cup game? Uh,
1: it was it that one? No, it was the Wimbledon.
2: Was it Wimbledon?
1: Wimbledon. Okay, there you go. He,
2: went he played to...
1: McLean and Lee behind he did. Palmer. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he went, to, yeah. he
2: went to a little bit more of a box midfield, which that's, I don't want to say it's a Yeah, league. I agree. It, it shocked it's, it's me. It's practical change. So, yeah. again, McLean's out on injury right now, so I don't think we're going to have a box midfield on Saturday. And Davis,
1: and Davis, you see, as well. those yeah, two, that, the, that other person yeah. that you would probably have with Lee,
2: He's probably out injured. Yeah. So, um, you know, we lose those, we lose those um, corners of the box, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, I don't think there will be a, a, you know, a. I don't think there will be a tactical change. Um, I don't think there will be a schematic change. The biggest thing is going to be who's in goal. Yes. Likely Howard because of the continuity. Um, Do we get Hayden back uh, in time to play Saturday? Does he go straight in? For me, he does. For a lot of fans, he does. I get Get it. Get one of the backs a blow. Get one of your best, uh, you know, (laughs) again, like we said earlier, double-digit scoring.
1: Yeah. uh,
2: Goal-scoring center back for just another goal threat who's also a quality defender. Um, And in the midfield, again, I I will beat this into the damn ground right now. For me, it's got to be Lee Young, Tom O'Connor. It takes care of a lot of things that myself and a lot of other fans think we're missing at this point in the season. Um, it gives us some versatility in midfield. Um, and again, you know, wingers, likely Mendy, Ford or Barnett come back in. You know, um, that for me, it's for me, it's Ford at this point. Ford I agree. Last. Especially Barnett away from out. home. Exactly. Exactly. That experience. Um, I also think he offers a little bit more defensively than, than Barnett does as well. Um, but, you know the the questions abound. Um, not that you asked for a, a side rundown. A no, 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 that's fine. Yeah, no, but it's okay. um, I think it's it's um, again we'll see what's up with Palmer. Is he injured? Is he not? If he is injured, um, for me it's it's uh, Dolby and Bickerstaff up front um, for that you know big and little combination that that Parkey likes to uh, to start a lot right now. And unless Elliot Lee goes back up front, which I really don't want to see that. I think no him in front. I think he needs to stay in midfield. So for me, this. if Palmer's out, um, what would, would be all Vaker staff going forward to Saturday? Yeah. 2-1 win away at Barrow for the Reds.
1: Okay. So a couple of things. Yeah. I, uh, I think unless we suddenly sign somebody, it's definitely going to be Mark Howard. I don't think there's any chance that they drop anybody else in personally, but I, you know, could be wrong. I'd like to see Ford back in. To start, because okay. I think that experienced body away from home, I think I and I think Barnett coming on against tired legs would be more that effective. Super um, effective. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Only Mendy can start on the left. He had a he did have a rough game, I thought, uh, but I don't think McFadden is good enough to push him. And then McLean's injured, so and I don't think he'll bring MacLinden in out of nowhere to play left wing okay. back. So okay. so that. Hundred percent agree about the midfield. Um, Elliot Lee has never worked up front for me. We tried it first of all. If you remember, do you remember the game we tried it first?
2: Last uh, last year. You'll kick yourself
1: when I say it. Was it not? No. It was. No, it was the away game at Blythe Spartans and he played oh, up front with Dolby. He did,
2: yeah, he did.
1: And it didn't seem to work. We drew that game, did was it nil-nil or one-all? I can't remember. We drew that game. We drew that game and just really. never made an impression. Um, yeah. and I don't I haven't seen it work at all yet. So again, yeah. I'm with you. I hope he plays in that midfield role because he excels in there. When he can drop deep on that left hand side uh, and start creating. Um, that's where he really becomes uh, really effective. So from that point of view, and I'm with you. I think if there's any doubt about Dol- uh, about Palmer, I think you put Dolby in. To be honest, because we can't afford to have any more injured players. So if he isn't quite, if he's fit enough but not quite fit enough, I don't don't take the risk. Let's put Dolby up front and bring Palmer on if we need him. But I think Bickers has to start for me. Um, I think we're, we're kind of universally agreed now that everybody thinks probably Bickerstaff is currently the, the, the forward that is, you know, been most effective.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um for, the other thing and we, we didn't we, we haven't we haven't talked about this a ton. Um just I guess final point from the you know, from the starting side. I've got a few concerns about that triangle over on the left side with Mindy Boyle and Okay. Again, who, whoever's, um, you know, in that midfield, kind of deep defensive. It's Lee that
1: drops into there normally. Yeah, I get um, it.
2: I, yeah. I got a little bit of concern just because, one, Boyle knew, so yep. the continuity is not there. But we seem to lose possession a pretty decent bit um, in, in that in that triangle right there in that area between Mindy Boyle uh, and, and whoever, again, drops into that that third with them. Yeah. Um it, it, I I don't know if there's a fix. I don't know what it is. Um you just hope that with more minutes with more continuity that those those guys play better. Um those three specifically. Um again, Boyle dropping down levels, he's got championship experience and all the things that you've talked about before in the pods and spaces and stuff like that. I have no doubt um that they will come right, but I agree with you. Um I think the midfield three, um again, I'm praying that the midfield three on Saturday at Barrow Way will be um, will be Young Lee and O'Connor. Um, we will see what happens, my friend. Is
1: there any way that Max Kluwerth drops into this defense?
2: Oh, Max guy. You know I'm a big Max Kluwerth guy. Uh, short answer is no, unfortunately, uh, because of age and experience and those types of things. Okay. When you When you when – when you pay the wages that we paid for Boyle, and yeah, 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 O'Connell, yeah. and then you've got Tozer, who's a club captain. Yeah, I mean, I just there's not a there's not necessarily a way forward in my opinion, um, especially this early in the season, a league match where there's not really tired legs yet because it's so early in the season. Um, would love to see Max get some minutes, maybe on the bench, um, late on in a match if we're just you know pumping somebody four nil. Know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, don't think it happens
1: this early, though. Okay, yeah. The only reason I asked the question is he's the only other defender that we know is fit.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, no, uh,
2: no, unless hey, something's happened today, years. right? 10%, 100%.
1: And I just, well, if you're searching, if you're parking and you're searching for something and you think, well, I'm, you make a change just for change's sake, then yeah. would that be something that. So I agree with you. I don't think, he, I'm playing devil's advocate, really. I don't think he would start him. Uh, he's, I suspect he starts in the cup game uh, that we got coming oh, up.
2: 100 percent,
1: yes. But um, yeah, I just yeah. wondered whether anybody else thought something different to what I was thinking. I didn't think he did, but whether um, you know people thought, well, actually, that is, you know there is a chance. Um, yeah. But I will say this: um, uh, you might not remember this. It's, I'm going to call it Wrexham season one post takeover um, mm-hmm. when Wrexham won away at Halifax. Uh, Paul Mullins scored the winner late on. 85th minute or something, we got uh, a winner. Um, if you watch uh, Simon Cook's video, he did a brilliant video. There was bodies oh, coming over yes, people's heads and stuff, yes, right?
2: Yes, yes. But in,
1: in, that game, in that game, Halifax had a defender who, when they scored, was really rubbing it up with the away fans. His name was Tyrrell Warren. And Mr. Warren now resides at Barrow. Uh, so it will be very interesting if he gets a little bit back. I would obviously not encourage anybody to give him any stick away fans. Never. Don't Never. do that. that would be terrible if you Never. could uh,
2: Never. If,
1: you, if, you, if you could do that to Mr Warren that would be uh, it would be awful. yeah, um, yeah. so uh, yeah I mean I'll take you, you said a win. I'm at this point given where we are injuries and players wise, I'll be happy with a point especially away 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 from home in the Lake District Cumbria sort of way I think Barrow is um we will have their stadium only holds about five and a half thousand people I believe um I've lost it now I did have it up it's not a big stadium so um Uh, we won't have have a we won't have a 2,000 sort of traveling army like we would uh nearly everywhere else, although I noticed Stockport, 5,300, I noticed Stockport today have decided not to give us many tickets as well, they've decided to sell some of their tickets to home fans and reduce us to about 900, Um, so that's going to be a scramble, so yeah, yeah, so we won't obviously have, but we'll be loud, the away fans are always a good group, Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to predict a draw, I'm going to, it's fair. take a one-all draw a low scoring draw we probably won't keep a clean sheet will we I'm not confident enough that we'll keep a clean sheet out <laughs> of nowhere we, we
2: don't know everything but we've got to look at the facts that we're presented and, yeah we uh, can
1: see three a goal three three goals a game at the moment yeah. so the
2: clean clean sheets are few and far between in general it's a difficult thing to do and uh you know when you gotta unless you're gilling them uh, yeah. you just
1: win one nil every game yeah, yeah.
2: um yeah yeah, I, you know, Foster just fresh retirement this morning. Um, I think it'll be difficult, um, to say the least, to get a clean sheet. But again, it's it's one of those to where this team and the reason I say a win away at Barrow this weekend yeah. is, is this team is um, obviously has shown um, you know a lot of character and the ability to battle back from adversity and those types of things. You're down four one at halftime. Parky goes in enthusiasm meter goes up to astronomical <laughs> levels, inevitably. And then they come out and, uh, <laughs> you know, pump pump four past uh, pump four past the wind into the second half. So um, I, I, I think it's one of those to where, you know, the team and the boys are going to rally around Mark, uh, who, you know, super Mark Howard and goal. And yeah. uh, hopefully team rallies around them and uh, we come out with three points. I'll
1: tell you what is interesting, uh, we'll, and we'll finish on this um, about that game uh, with Swindon, because they're not there every game. But the documentary crew were definitely there for that game. If you remember, they weren't actually there for the Dover game, right. so they were relying on footage from uh, uh, you know yeah. uh, from other from fans and from streamers from the uh, from the, the TV people. But the documentary crew were definitely there, on, uh, on, so they might have some really good insight to the dressing room and the halftime and team oh, talks yeah. and oh, what yeah. have you. So that might make uh, that <laughs> might make some epic, uh, epic sort of uh, documentary viewing. And I've got a bone to pick with you actually, because it's only a small, it's only a, it's, this is a small one, right? Uh, I, I I can't remember which spaces it was. Somebody we were talking, we'd got talking about the documentary about the trailer. So this is going back. Oh, when did the trailer come out? Was it a week or two weeks ago?
2: Uh, two
1: weeks ago. Two, uh, whenever it was. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks, you know, looks really, everybody's like, yeah, yeah. It looks really good. Millie's in it. looks brilliant. And I was sat there thinking, this looks rubbish because there's no Michael Starkey in this trailer. Because <laughs> you <laughs> and I both know eat. Mr. Starkey. No, that that, no, no, for, no, for a weekend, there was cameras pointed at you. Uh, no, so no, it doesn't look good enough to me yet.
2: There were cameras pointed at a lot of people, my friend. Um, there were cameras pointed at us. And, and you know how it works. there's They shoot so much footage. They shoot so much film over the course of the year that uh, the chances that anyone gets in the documentary is um, incrementally small. And you know me well enough to know that I could not possibly care less. I want the club to win against Barrow on Saturday. <laughs> that is all I want is three points. Everything else is icing on the cake, my friend.
1: You said to me you were going to cancel your Hulu subscription if you weren't in that documentary.
2: (laughs) I didn't know we were going to be just lying on this podcast today, Matt. I don't even have a Hulu subscription, so I can't cancel it. But it sounds like a good narrative you're creating, so I'm just going to let you go with it, my friend.
0: Is running around the Kairos anymore. But that's been a football club here since 1864. Trying to do the town or city proud. Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground. Come rain or shine, you'll hear our cries Hold our hands up as the world's dragonflies For loyal supporters on the line I've been telling everyone I know I've been telling everyone to listen to me Someday we will be back in the football league We've had the best home Italian like Joey Jones And his best mate Mickey Ty Davis was a Druid He loved Combrie And his name St. Jordan On a scoring spree Legends from far Feel like Trinidad We've had great plays And some who drove us mad We've seen the law telling everyone I know I've been telling everyone who listen to me Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football I've been my nephew and my godson I've been selling my dog and the postman I've been selling my mom and dad for years Someday In the football league